Stepan lays it in over the line. The Leafs are able to play it back to their goaltender who chops it along. It comes out and bounces ahead. Happen and racing after a loose puck, cutting in on the right side. Scores! Holy Mackinac! What a burst of speed! Casper Kapanen wins the game! And another wild OT here in Toronto. This time goes in favor of the Maple Leafs. What a chain of events. Toronto edging the Arizona Coyotes 3-2. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan. Nick Alberga joined alongside Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along via Twitter. Many thanks to Sam McKee and Vic Palladian for their hard work behind the scenes, Gord. I still can't believe what transpired there when it looked like Jacob Chicken was about to score the game-winning goal on back-to-back nights. The Maple Leafs get the break that sometimes you need, the luck, the goalie interference. Uh, Jack Campbell really, really solid in this game. 35 saves, and Kasperi captain made no mistake on a breakaway to win it. Yeah, what a change in fortune, wasn't it? And watching Arizona initially score in overtime and thinking, okay, the Maple Leafs are at a state of the season where you got to get points. And again, this would have been, you know, kind of like the last two games, not impressive games by the Leafs, but they did get three to four points against uh, on Friday against Anaheim, Saturday against Montreal. Right away, the Maple Leafs reacted uh, that something was amiss. And sure enough, the video replay showed Stepan, you know, not, not a smart move. I think, I think... Because Campbell first gave him the glove, he thought maybe he could engage and push it a little bit more. But video replay, I mean, those things don't miss anything. So all of a sudden, uh, from the Maple Leafs killing off a penalty, which is tough to do in overtime, and just after killing it off, having the goal scored against them, then, boy, exciting three-on-three, whatever it was the next two minutes. And then Kasperi Kapanen, you know, where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? He has uh, not been uh, able... Kasperi scratching him, if you will. Yes, well, and uh, what a big, big goal. What a nice goal, too to get the Leafs much-needed two points. It's incredible to me how much the narrative would have been different, uh, clearly, if they lost this game. Why Mitch Marner stayed in the ice on that PK, which led to the fatigue, which led to the open shot five-hole by Jacob Chikrin. But again, we're not going to talk about that because the Maple Leafs, in fact, win. And uh, obviously, it's going to be a joyous walk to the subway tonight for certain when you look at this Maple Leafs team. that This is a massive two points. I don't care how you get it done, Gord, especially against a Western Conference team. This is a big-time two points for this Maple Leafs squad. Behind Jack Campbell. I mean, that's been the story throughout the last week in Leafsland. Frederick Anderson not yet good enough to go. So Campbell plays in this game. And again, a theme that had been sort of plaguing this team all season long. They had, what, nine points and 15 starts by backup goalies. Well, Jack Campbell's got two wins and three starts and, and what, five points so far. So it's been way different under Jack Campbell. Here. Yeah, well, you know, Nick, look, look what a week it's been. In yeah. that last Monday... Michael Hutchinson seemingly had righted the ship about being the backup goaltender. Now he was being called on to be a little bit more than the backup because Freddie Anderson was injured. Two periods into that Florida game last Monday, he was fine. And then all of a sudden, the wheels came off. He's out. Tough start in New York. Trades made. And all of a sudden, here we are a week later, and Jack Campbell started three games in a row. First time he's done that in a long, long time. First time he ever started back-to-back games Friday and Saturday. And, you know, even tonight... He played really well, but he got fortunate. And Michael Hutchinson, when you can't seem to get your oats about you, you don't get the breaks either. It's kind of right. like life. And, uh, hey, Jack Campbell played well, so so you get those breaks. There was one or two that you couldn't believe he made the save. This is during the course of the game. So, hey, the Maple Leafs, whether Freddie's back on Thursday now, it's not an element of urgency. And the bottom line is two points because the Florida Panthers, I know we'll talk about the out-of-town scoreboard later on, they also got two points, and I, and I really see this going to the wire as an old-fashioned baseball pennant race 
in the Eastern Division, barring something turning dramatically in the Metropolitan, because right now they seem to have both of those wild card spots to themselves. And if you can believe it, the first goal since January 2nd for Kasperi Kapanen. It's been a turbulent season. Yeah, I didn't know the date, but I could believe it. Like he is. That's unbelievable. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, he was a guy last year. It's funny. He's kind of the William Nylander this year. When William William Nylander came back in early December last year, uh, team was going well, and his buddy Kasperi Kapanen had kind of taken his spot and was going really, really well. And this year, William Nylander has had a solid season, and Kasperi Kapanen said just one of those kind of slumps. So it was, you know, they needed some secondary scoring. They weren't getting it. Kerfoot now has, has got one goal in 16 games. He had a great breakaway, give him credit, but only one goal in 16 games, so they need some of that secondary scoring to come into play. Yeah, a couple points for Kerfoot in this game. I thought he was really solid, maybe one of his best games as a Maple Leaf in this game at a shorthanded rush that he just missed and a great save by Aiden Hill. But it was the back-to-back here for Arizona. Jacob Chikrin scoring the late goal at the Bell Centre in Montreal on Monday. But bottom line, a massive two points here for the Maple Leafs. 3-2 the final. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Selleck here on Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailer. So as usual, we'll go down to Scotiabank Arena in a couple moments, uh, about 10, 15 minutes or so from now after Sheldon Keefe speaks to the media. We'll uh, link up with Chris Johnston of Sportsnet, sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe, uh, Keefe himself, his thoughts on this big, crucial victory. And we'll go inside the locker room as well. Another another pivotal four-game week for this Maple Leafs team. Don't forget, coming up on Thursday, a game we have right here on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan the Maple Leafs hosting uh, the Dallas Stars. That should be another good one, another Central Division foe. But I think you look at this game as a whole, Gord. At times, this team's still lacking the desperation I'm looking for, the urgency. I thought Campbell was a, was clearly a big-time story, and I thought their big guys, namely John Tavares, really stepped up. Because the one thing I was looking at in this game, given what's happened the last little while, the letdowns in the third period, I think they're big guys, and again, namely John Tavares, elevated their play when it mattered in the third period because we are watching this game. That late goal was just a, a backbreaker um, to say the, like Bob Backlund style late in the second yep. period back to the WWF days. And the way the Maple Leafs <laughs> came back and started the third period on time, to quote Mike Babcock, was a positive development for me. Well, you think early on, uh, Mitch Marner made a great defensive play. It was the three-on-one. He made it a three-on-two. It was actually a four-on-two for Arizona. He blocked a shot. This is in the first period, and then he drew a penalty. And this is when Arizona was up one-nothing. And again, you mentioned Tavares coming back. What's happened, Nick? And we we chatted about it um, in the offseason, and it's always been viewed as the Achilles heel. We didn't know to what degree it would be. The defense core. Now, defense is a team thing, but... You look at what's happened. Morgan Riley injured. Cody Cece injured. Both have had, like Cody Cece, an okay year. Not a great year. Okay. Morgan Riley, uh, an okay year. Something obviously was amiss before this latest injury. He'd be missing a lot of days. Tyson Berry, you know, better under Sheldon Keefe, but still not what a lot of people expected. Uh, Travis Dermott, real strong start, has cooled off of late. Justin Hall signed the big... Justin Hall, Jake Muzzin had been probably the two best D in the last two weeks it's been a team brain fart, brain fart sca- well, part of the schedule. Like just, you know, inexplicable things have gone on. And, you know, to, to your point, like stuff that shouldn't happen. But at the end of the day, they're finding ways to get a, get a point or getting two points in most of those games. Yeah, for me, as we hit the break here, part of it is these guys are playing up the lineup. There's more pressure. There's more minutes. I understand that's part of being a pro athlete. But we'll discuss over the next hour or so. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic, by the way. The unofficial stat of the night brought to you unofficially by Sokolov. The Leafs improved to 8-0-0 all-time when Zach Hyman has a multi-goal effort. So that's the importance to winning a hockey game is get two goals 
from Zach Hyman. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, so that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Again, Chris Johnson, Sheldon Keefe. Among others, still to come, celebrating a 3-2 OT win. Kasperi Kapanen, the winner, his first goal since January 2nd, if you can believe it. What a time to do so. Uh, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation Post Game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Don't worry, we'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation Post Game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Up on the right side for Muzzin, who is able to chip it into the corner. Puts the brakes on, gets it back for Kerfoot. Now to uh, centering pass, they score! A broken play on the far side, and John Tavares on a knee. Backhands it behind his back to Zach Hyman, who is all alone for his second goal of the game to tie it at two. Yep, don't put it off. Call Sokolov. 27 points in the last 27 games for one Zach Hyman, who, by the way, is able to sign an extension on July 1. Man on fire this season. The Maple Leafs are just tuning in. A massive 3-2 win here in overtime against the visiting Arizona Coyotes. And that was following Arizona thinking they won this game, but goalie interference brings the game back. The Maple Leafs were on the PK at that point. Kasperi captain wins it in overtime on the breakaway. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan. Nick Alberga joined alongside Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Uh, Gord, I tell you, and the flu bug's going through this Maple Leafs team right now. For somebody who reportedly had been dealing with the flu, as did Zach Hyman, I thought he was really, really strong in this game. Yeah, again. and they're talking Tavares may have it, Dermot had it. It's going, you know, Montreal Canadiens, it's 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 going around. So you never know. And imagine, well, William Nylander missed a couple of games. So, yeah, whatever Zach Hyman has. My goodness. <laughs> you might as well pass it on because he is, uh, he's basically like at an 80-90 point pace of late, uh, as well as his excellent two-way hockey. And um, Tavares, as you mentioned, made a great play on his knee to get it to him, but... Uh, Zach Hyman played just under 21 minutes, two shots on goal. He was plus one. And, you know, they got to find, like, people to get, they got the job done. It was, and it's interesting, on a defensive team that didn't seem to give a ton of, like, a ton of chances. Leafs had 41 shots on goal, uh, six shots by Austin Matthews, five by Tavares, five by Justin Hall. The only player, uh, Timothy Lilligram was the only player who didn't get a shot. So yeah. they had a pretty balanced scoring attack. They were wiring a lot of shots. Yeah, I thought patience was a key to this game. And I said that in the first intermission uh, with Marchese and Goldberg. Just, uh, I think, exercising patience against the team in Arizona known for its defensive structure. And I think after scoring the tying goal in the third period, both teams sort of opened things up. And OT was just a melee back and forth. And uh, that's more prone to, to Maple Leaf style of success hockey is what we saw in OT in the third period. But I think you're right. Like, I think this team has to be commended for sort of the patience they showed at times in this game. Granted, another pitiful start. They, they surrendered their first goal. Gord, I couldn't believe it. The sixth time this season, Toronto surrendered the, the first goal and the first shot of the yeah. game. Like, just think about that. Oh, I know. I know. It should happen maybe twice a year. Yeah. Really. We, we talk know. about starting on time. We joke about starting on time, but that's unbelievable to me. And a goaltender always says they just like to get that first easy save. I know. Right? Just to get into the game. And, uh, uh, well, you know, and again, uh, defensive faux pas. And really, in a lot of cases, most goals, there's an element of a defensive faux pas on it. But just, again, the storyline's been the last two weeks. What the Leafs have to change is whatever these heebie-jeebies they've got as a team and a defense score and not able to hold leads, or in tonight's case, you know, giving up a goal early, just having these kind of defensive miscues that 
They didn't in the prime of the Mike Babcock era, and it was something they didn't do so much earlier on with Sheldon Keefe when they got off to that great start under him. He wants you to hold the puck longer, and they've developed the habit of that, and in a lot of ways have been positive, but now it just seems when you hold the puck longer too often, it's led to something bad, bad happens. So they have to find maybe a bit more of a medium. I know you're a GIF enthusiast. Like watch, I love GIFs. Watching tonight's game, it was like the analytics Stanley Cup between John Chaika and uh, Kyle Dubas, and it was like that Spider-Man GIF from Twitter where it's Spider-Man looking at himself, uh, and uh, I just I automatically thought of that. So the Maple Leafs, 21-9-4 and four under Sheldon Keefe now. I want to get your honest opinion on something we noticed in the pregame that made its way to the to the game and that was the newly anointed. I know Elliot Friedman called them the, the negotiation line. We'll go with that. I wasn't a big fan. I don't understand why they switched things up, but they did. Willie Melander back after missing two games. What was your assessment on the uh, negotiation line? Gordon? Um, I'd go back to the other lines depth-wise, but I don't knock Sheldon Key for trying it. Just uh, now Friday, you know, William Melander missed the last two games. So Friday when they had some offense, he wasn't part of it. Saturday, I, I take it he wanted to maybe maybe he just thought oh, oh like load him up a bit more. Certainly made a name like if they ever put Tavares on wing and knock Nylander out by far and away that would be the uh, highest paid line in NHL history. Oh. Those three, yeah. But um, yeah, I'd go back to the other way. But I don't knock about trying things. And it's not even like need like nobody there really needed to get going either. Like, That's what we, I don't understand. You know, like usually you do that, you stack a line to get somebody going. I mean, for the most part. These guys have been going for like two months now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, like I said, I think we'll go, go back to the other way because it's been working. Yeah. But again, you know, trying something out, fine. My thinking, I, I think, was that he he being Sheldon Keefe liked what Hyman was doing with John Tavares and didn't want to split up that duo. Maybe maybe that's what it was. Because he saw Kerfoot with, with Tavares and Hyman and then uh, 88, 34, and 16 on the top line. But uh, I, I didn't feel a need to make a change like that. And maybe he's just... Seeing what he has, uh, although yeah. it's a weird time to be doing that when you're fighting for your playoff lives. Well, uh, and uh, Sheldon Key will hear from him a bit later on. Yeah. I'm sure he'll get asked that question. We're going to talk to Chris Johnson tonight. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk to Chris. It's, it's Chris or Luke. I, I know we always talk it's to Chris down there. And, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it may be trying to get Kerfoot going. I really don't know. And uh, and he did have that one great breakaway. But, uh, like you say, trying things I don't have a problem with. But it did catch, did catch my eye when I heard it right off the bat. So watching this team the last little while, and I talked about it, Gord, the desperation level is just not there for me. And I keep making the comparison. Sometimes they look like they're just skating with Justin Bieber over the Christmas break. Like, especially the power play tonight. Very lackadaisical. Off the top of my head, I think there was three odd man rushes shorthanded. And if it weren't for strong back checks and Jack Campbell, it could have been a much different hockey game. I get it. You're up a man. We've all played hockey. Listening right now, most of you played hockey um, you know, it happens a lot where you have the man advantage and you sort of you sort of relax a bit uh, more than you should. And, and that's what leads to the odd man opportunities. They got to clean that up, though. I get you have all the talent in the world. You like having the puck. You like making pretty plays. But to surrender the chances they did in this game was scary. Not to mention uh, the most prolific penalty killer was not in the lineup for Arizona, former Toronto Maple Leaf, Michael Grabner, who has made a career of scoring shorties. Yeah, and, you know, Nick, in, in all fairness, you know, people wonder, does this Toronto Maple Leaf team have enough sandpaper to get in the playoffs, go deep in the playoffs? But the other thing you hear from one is their defense isn't good enough. And uh, it's funny, with Chris Johnson, we had a, we had a bit of a argument about a it spat. or a discussion before the start of the season because uh, he felt it really was, and I felt there were some question marks. I'm not saying I'm right. He's you wrong. I don't mean it that way. But just I gave it to Gordon. Certainly... Uh, that's part of what it came out. Now, Sheldon Keefe, you know, what you do is protect your players. He he just feels 
that it's not like you, whatever your word was about uh, the effort or whatever it may be, but he just feels there's a tentativeness right now that yeah. for the first time since he's been coaching, they're kind of in a bit of a bit of a flatter face and things aren't flowing as easily. And, and in all fairness, that does happen to teams over 82 game regular season, regardless of who you are. So uh, that part, but that part, when you are in that funk, you got to be smarter. You know, you got to, Ron Hainsey's a great example. These veteran players that play within their limits, their limitations. So maybe they don't make the highlight reel, but they also, they also don't cost you that often with something glaringly negative because they're playing the game smart mentally. Yeah, to me, they're just missing that crispness, that that oomph. And I get you're going to go through streaks like this. I think the important thing to note is they're gaining points, and that's all that matters when you're fighting for their playoff lives. And not to mention the Florida Panthers winning tonight. We will go around the scoreboard. Um, among my observations as well, and again, Chris Johnston coming up. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe just getting started here on Leafs Nation postgame, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick. Your thoughts on holding the stick penalties, Gord Stellick? Okay, Kyle <laughs> Clifford, you up, but <laughs> I love, you know, I, I like that part of the trade. He adds something the Maple Leafs don't have, and good on Trevor Morris, second game as an L.A. King. He scores the only goal for them in a game, but just, but in his exuberance, like his physicality has been great, finishing the hits and that, and, and again, he's trying real, real hard. It's a new team, but just a couple of times, the over-exuberance in the offensive zone has drawn a penalty in that tonight, you know, when you first saw it was an inter- interference penalty, you could think it was chintzy, but then he, he flat out was holding the stick. Like you're better off, you're better off butt ending somebody and uh, seeing if the ref will call it or not, rather than a a putting your arm in it's or very holding blatant. a stick. It's a blatant it penalty. Yeah, it is. It's 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 up there with firing the puck in the crowd in your own zone. We like, all see it. <laughs> it just is, and yeah. uh, so um, I know. He doesn't draw one of those every game. I don't expect like well, 50 like minors like now, that. Gord. But yeah. And in the third period, in the third. In both, That's an in, Astros in both, type average right now. In both instances that way. So like him on board, but again, those kind of penalties. And and you brought up a good one that Phil Kessel, like the, uh, although it did upon review was a penalty because the stick was caught yeah. in the skate, but it was, uh, it was the fans calling it because the close referee didn't oh. call it. And the, uh, the one far away did so. The calls are warranted in this game, but it, it's 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 so fascinating to me how much a narrative can change by one call. Like, if they lose this game, we're talking about Mitch Marner and why he didn't change there on the PK. He was on for a long shift and stayed on, led to the goal, and again it was it was called back. And also like the Hyman penalty, you're you're in the offensive zone with 30 seconds left, and you take a tripping penalty off a faceoff. That is not a good look for how good he played in that game. It's a stupid penalty. Yeah, you know something. He, he, and again, to, to you know, put in Kyle Clifford's defense. So I, you're, you're right. Zach Hyman's a guy that has drawn those. And again, yeah, it's about someone that's an honest player that plays hard, that works hard. And you know, every now and then, that'll be part of what happens. Just but you know, you just got to be careful. But again, at least he didn't the, the putting your hand on the stick, the holding the stick. They're going to call it every single time. And you know, it's funny. Last night. There was a, a great, great finish. Went to double overtime. The Beanpot Bean Tournament in Boston just has a great, yeah. great tradition. And Northeastern's now won three years in a row, which is unusual because usually Boston University or Boston College win. It, there's only four teams that play it, and Harvard's the fourth. And it's kind of it's gone on forever. Full house there. And it was a chintzy penalty in second overtime. Like, you, you don't like to see those, especially in the – you don't like to see them ever, but especially in those kind of games and a power play goal and a chintzy penalty. So tonight's one's – yeah, I mean, in a close game, weren't chintzy, and, and neither was the... It's funny, Brad Richardson came out, was one Arizona Coyote player who last night 
played over six minutes killing penalties. Like, he was a dynamo. They had to kill off six penalties against Montreal, and they had a two-man disadvantage for a full two minutes. He was out there a ton. He acknowledged that the goaltender interference, well, was the valid call. I was just too busy watching the dog show and all week to watch. Watch Mr. Candle's show? Yeah. You know uh, something? When I worked for the New York Rangers, so... It's funny, it'd be dead there in the Ranger office because most of them were <laughs> most of them were up in Westchester County, up in yeah. Ryan, New York, right? So I was the lone guy at Madison Square Garden. So killing time, when the Westminster Kennel Show was on, I just would go behind the scenes. And you had, like, these dogs lined up. It's like a top dog hairstylist would be there. And there'd be lined, like, five dogs waiting to, you know, get all that stuff. And I'm talking a lot of years ago. So there, there's a lot that goes into this Westminster Kennel Show. On behalf of Leafs Nation, I say, what a... Rough life. Oh. You like that, eh? Woof. Woof, woof, rough, rough. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Just getting going here. Chris Johnson of uh, Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada is still to come. Sheldon Keefe will go inside the locker room. A massive two points here for the May Police and OT. Kasperi Kapanen, the OT winner. One more thought here for Well, just, yeah, a quick one yeah. was uh, with so many injuries going on. Connor McDavid out, Seth Jones out for a long period of time, Giordano and Hamilton. and Sorelli out tonight yes, for Tampa. They still Tampa. won, by the way. Uh, yeah, and there, uh, we'll wait to hear what goes on, but this yeah. time of year. And wow, when the second intermission, little subtle oh, yeah. ones, but John Tavares and Mitch Marner, some questions whether they were hurt or not. And you're kind of, in Tavares's case, it's like he, blo- he blocked a shot, which you never know. Those always look innocent, but did he block it on the hand again? Anyway, came back and played, and Marner just kind of did the wince thing, which it was an innocent-looking play, really, when he got hurt initially months ago. So you thought, oh, my goodness, don't tell me one or both of those guys is hurt because that is the X factor, and that's also going to factor quite a bit into the trade deadline, which is less than two weeks away. Yeah, that's one of my huge concerns when it comes to the PK is Mitch Marner and, and the fact that shots are coming for the point and you're playing the PK. It's just an injury waiting to happen, in my opinion. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. And for a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Big win for the Buds. Kasperi Captain, part of the OT winner. 3-2 the final over Kessel and the Coyotes. Leafs Nation postgame rolls on. Brought to you by your GTA Act, your retailers, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow on Twitter. Uh, coming up, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. We'll also go down to Scotiabank Arena, where we'll be joined by Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and HockeyNet in Canada. Uh, but Kasperi Captain scoring the, uh, the OT winner um, for the Maple Leafs. And we do have that audio. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, we do. Okay, let's hear from Kasperi Captain. Like you had opportunities, like the puck was finding you. What did you see coming off the wing that allowed you to score that winning goal? Well, I think everybody here knows that's my go-to move. So, you know, it's been working for me, and um, I just decided to try it, and hopefully uh, you know, I'd go in and did. How about... Uh... Was the bench thinking when it looked like they scored within the video review? Said no. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we need these points. We need these extra points, and um, you know, obviously, we didn't didn't want that that goal to go in. And uh, we saw that you know there was a little uh, something going on there, and and you know, lucky enough, they they called it back, and, and we were able to win. So, uh, this point of the season, in the standings, um, 
these are these are big points for us. And how about Jack? Oh, he's he's an unbelievable goal. He's been playing really well. Um, you know, it's not easy getting traded like that and quick turnaround and playing back to back games. And um, you know, it's a lot of pressure playing the final. And uh, I think he's been handling it really well. Kathy, what have you seen from Zach, who missed the first part of the season, now is four goals shy of 20. What's enabled him to be so consistent offensively? I think he's very underrated. I think um, people don't give him enough credit. and um, he, he works his bag off every night and, and gets the puck to uh, you know his line mates who, who are making plays. and He sets uh, himself up in, uh, in front of the net, and he scores lots of goals. And, and He's a big part of this team, and uh, he always has been. Is that a weight off your shoulders, just with the gap between goals? Yeah, I mean, it's not like I've been playing uh, poorly. Um, you know, there've been a lot of chances, and sometimes hockey—it's like that. You're not—you're not gonna be scoring goals for a while, but you still going to try to do other things with, uh, you know, my physicality and, and forechecking and, and whatnot. So, um, but like I said, I was just lucky I went in today. There is Kasperi Kapanen, the OT winner, 11th of the season. He's really picked up his play since he was Kasperi scratching in about a week ago, Gord, which is is the norm, I think, in the NHL world. It's happening right now with Sam Reinhardt in Buffalo when he was called out by Mike Harrington in the Buffalo News. Yeah, well, in, in Kapanen's case, something off the ice as well. You know, whatever. Yeah. So so uh, good on him. Long time between goals. It's nice it wasn't just a goal like in an 8-1 game. This was a big goal. This <laughs> was right. a real big goal. This was a highlight-type real goal. Maple Leafs defeating Arizona 3-2 in OT here. Captain included the winner there. Let's go down to Scotiabank Arena where we're happy to be joined by Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. The game ball, the, uh, the NBA ball that goes after the game to Jack Campbell, CJ, 35 saves. I'm pretty certain they made the right decision, didn't they? Yeah, that was probably a pretty easy call, uh, I would say, uh, for whoever had to make that. Uh, just with, you know, the way, you know, at times the Leafs had control, but this was a pretty nervy game. And, you know, I thought that, that he really stabilized things. Uh, you know, they're fortunate that uh, the right call was made on the goaltender interference uh, playing overtime. And, uh, you know, credit to Jack Campbell, who, Let's not forget, it's probably had a pretty crazy week here with, with the trade and, and, you know, playing three games in a row, all three go to overtime. Again, tense, tense games. I, I think that for me, it, it almost felt like the playoff race really started tonight. You know, I know we've been focused on it. We've talked about it. Everyone's looking at the standings. But that, you know, there's huge repercussions in this game. I mean, Arizona's in a very similar spot to Toronto, uh, battling for, for their spot in the Pacific Division. Um, you know, the Leafs were, were behind. I think that they at times probably to fight through a little frustration because the Coyotes, give them credit, uh, really, really played hard, I thought, and, and did a good job of taking things away in the neutral zone for a lot of the game. But, uh, um, you know, that's that's what it's it's going to be like here as we go down the stretch. There are going to be a lot of close games and, uh, you know, small margins between winning and losing. Yeah, you know, and you, you use that term nervous game, which I thought was really apropos. And I was just saying earlier to Nick, uh, Chris, just like – what a difference a week makes. A week ago, it looked like Michael Hutchinson had dodged the bullet, right? It looked like he'd righted the ship. Now, he was being tested now with Freddie Anderson being injured. It's a bit different. But two periods into that Florida game last Monday, things were fine. And then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. Didn't get better in New York. And you mentioned, like, all of a sudden, Jack Campbell on the scene. And this is probably the end of Michael Hutchinson as far as the Leafs go for now anyway at some point. But, you know, just you just get a guy in. That like and and also he gets the breaks he gets some luck cause, luck because when you play well you tend to get those as well and that's really what they've been looking for in a number two goaltender for a year and a half and we're not talking about oh my god when's Freddie going to be back in the lineup so much because they got a guy to their credit that can do the job. Well, I mean, look, I, I'm not a goalie expert. I have to put my hand up and say that, but 
you know, I think if you look at Jack Campbell's last two seasons, you know, he's shown a higher level of performance in those years than, than what Michael Hutchinson has, has been capable of. And, you know, at this level, it's, it's not that big a difference. We're talking not even a full goal a game difference between the two players. But you know, I think that there's a, a confidence um, to the way Campbell's played. And, and, you know, I think he's earned a little bit of respect here from his new teammates and, and from the coaching staff. And you're right, it doesn't feel quite as urgent you know, whether Fred can from come back and play Thursday or not, I know that's still an open question. You know, the organization doesn't yet know, but, you know, getting five out of six points since, since Jack Campbell arrived, you know, is a pretty strong start. And, and, you know, I think it, it goes to show why the Leafs went out and made this deal. And, and remember this was a trade made for the moment, uh, you know, with the way things got away uh, on, on the Leafs in that, that Florida game last Monday, um, you know, it was a trade made to address the rest of the season, but, you know, Jack Campbell signed two years beyond this one as well. And, you know, I think the organization hopes it's found uh, a goalie it can rely on, not just for the rest of this year, but the, the next two years. And, you know, he seems genuinely happy to be here, not uh, not overwhelmed by anything. And, and, you know, I think that's that's a good sign. It's I know he hasn't played a ton in the NHL, but he's he's been around pro hockey a long time, and, and he's played a lot of games. He's been through a lot in his career. And I think we're, we're just seeing a guy who's, who's mature and comfortable in his role. Yeah, and I would say uh, early returns so far so good. Uh, Gord could do without the uh, holding the stick penalties, by the way, with Chris Johnson at Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockeynet in Canada. Uh, CJ, your thoughts on the uh, newly uh, put together, the negotiation line uh, as anointed by our, our very own Elliot Friedman? I thought that was very clever. I'm, I'm not one to go out of my way to compliment Elliot, but that was uh, that was well done. I literally laughed out loud when I saw that response to my tweet. So, um, you know, look, it, it didn't go as well as it might have or as we might have expected. But you know, I think what's key here is is the idea that you know this is a coach that it's it's different than under Mike Babcock, right? I mean, Sheldon Keefe is continually trying new things. I mean, the the fourth line tonight is a total new creation. Uh, that we couldn't have imagined at this time last week either. I mean, Pontus Aberg has not been much of a factor for the Leafs. Uh, you know, they scratched Frederick Goche, they scratched Dmitry Timoshov. Uh, you know, Kyle Clifford's arrived. I, I think that that Keith is willing to experiment, and he said that this was something he'd been kind of curious about. And let's call it as it is. William Nylander was was off. He missed the last two games. He didn't skate for four days uh, while he was ill, and you know that probably impacted it. Although I don't think that Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews you know, we're at their dominant best either. And so uh, the, the first look at this experiment isn't good, but I, but I do think that we'll see it again at some point, you know, it could be Thursday against Dallas, but even if not something to keep in mind is as we watch this team push towards the playoffs or get to a big game, because you know, I think, you know, what's made it work or what, what makes it something that we're trying is that even though you you put John Tavares with Zach Hyman and, and now it's Kerfoot, you know, players that don't have maybe the same pedigree in your thought, it, you know, they've still been really productive both in terms of producing goals, but just controlling the puck. And, and, you know, Zach Hyman, probably the guy we we spend the least amount of time talking about on the team for, for how he's played. And, and, you know, that, that line is continues to look like it can score. So I think that there's some merit to, to go on with one heavy line. You know, it's worked for Boston for a long time. It worked for a fair bit of time, you know, off and on in in, in Colorado Uh, and, you know, there's other places as well. So, you know, I think we'll see it again, but uh, t- this was the this, this was the first look at the experiment wasn't as exciting maybe as the promise of, of what it could be. And I want to throw some. I want to be positive. Throw some props because they're finding ways to get points. They had 41 shots tonight. There's no question what there's, whether it's a tentativeness or whatever it is. There's some injuries on the D. It's just been a tough go uh, the last whatever two weeks defensively. But 
you look at Mitch Marner's play in the first period. What was a three-on-one? He came back, blocked the shot, drew a penalty. John Tavares, one or two plays like that. Austin Matthews, to me, is playing as well as he has as a two-way player. So I'm acknowledging those kind of things from their big guns at a time where the 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 game in their own end has maybe been a little bit shaky at times. Well, you know, I think it's a product of how they're they're trying to play, though. And, and you know, to me, they're not giving up a ton of odd man rushes, certainly not as much as they used to. You know, the Marner play is an example of one where that was one of the few true odd man rushes the Coyotes had, and, and, and Mitch... Uh, you know, did a great job to get back and block that shot and, and, and you know, led to the penalty on, on Nylander there. Um, you know, but they're, they're a passive team uh, by design in their own end when, when the other team gets control of the puck. And, and what they're focused on in those moments is, is cutting off the, the middle seams and especially the area right around the front of the net. And, you know, while there was a, a few hairy chances tonight, and, and, you know, I think of a couple glove saves in particular from Campbell where he looked really strong. And then obviously there was one towards the end where, I think a little bit of luck was involved with the way it hit his arm and ended up under uh, his skate there and his pad. Um, you know, I don't think they were giving up the, the crazy high danger stuff. And, you know, I haven't dug into the numbers tonight, but just my feeling was that they, they kept a lot to the outside and that's, that's what they're designed to do. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think there's ever going to be too many games where there's, there's not some chances on the Leafs end, but, you know, to me, they've, they've played pretty well. It's, it's such a crazy time of year. I mean, all that really matters is the wins and losses at this point? You know they got a flu in the room. They got some players down. They got some new guys. I mean, this is a chaotic time. But uh, you know, and that that wasn't certainly the the best game we've seen this team play. But they, they found a way, and and I think that counts for something, just given how tight this playoff race is. And CJ, you want to talk crazy? Nobody's talking about it on social media. Tampa is now one point back of Boston for first in the Atlantic Division, and nobody saw this coming. This run that team's on. So we'll see what happens over the next little while. Uh, CJ, excellent job. Thanks so much for this, and we'll talk Thursday night. Okay. Well, you know what that means. It's going to be Boston, Toronto, <laughs> I don't want to bring 3.0 or 4.0, depending if you want to include 2013 or not. But uh, I, I think, honestly, it feels like a crash course again to me. I mean, I obviously the Leafs, the Leafs have work to do to get in the playoffs, but it, it really feels like we're going to see another Bruins Leafs series. Exercise those demons. Thanks so much, CJ. All right, boys. See ya. There you have it. Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Day in Canada. I tell you, Gord, this run Tampa is on is remarkable. Yeah. And, you know, this happened last year. It happens every year. But this team does not lose hockey games. doesn't matter who they play. They put in the back-to-back, beat Columbus, beat Pittsburgh, arguably two of the hottest teams besides the Lightning. They lost Kucherov. They lost Sorelli tonight. They still win 2-1 in OT. We talked about Kasperi Kapanen, first goal since January 2nd. Yanni Hockey, I call him Yanni Gord, his first goal since November 25th. Wow. And last year, Tampa Bay Lightning had a regular season for the ages from game one yeah. to game 82. This year, Man. you know, give John Cooper credit. He said later on, they were on a bit slow start, but he said, you know what? I like the way we were playing. We started to get the bounces we weren't getting earlier. He knew the way his team was playing. He was glad he didn't push the panic button. And this is probably more an even, more even regular season than last year. It might be healthier even. It's it, it just surreal to me that there's the potential. It, it's greater now than it's ever been this season that it could be Toronto and Boston. Oh. Bo- Boston was so comfortable in that Atlantic division. And to their credit, they've been decent. Yeah. Just Tampa just doesn't lose. Uh, but for now, uh, the Maple Leafs 21-9-4 and under Sheldon Keefe. Let's hear what he had to say. He spoke a lot after this one. Sheldon, consistency at this level is never easy on a night-to-night basis. What have you seen from Jack over the games that he's played here for you to allow you to get points in each of those games? Well, I see that he battles. Uh, like I said this morning, he's a confident guy. He battles, finds ways to keep the puck out. Kept him at two here tonight. 
gives us a chance to win a hockey game, did his job in Montreal just the same. So, um, you know, that's what you need to get from from a guy like him in, in this situation. So it's worked out really well. Obviously, we've been able to get him three starts coming in here, so he's been able to get comfortable and find his footing and find his place on the team, and obviously he's responded very well. Why did you choose to bump uh, Willie up to Austin's line, and what did you think? Uh, it was a combination of a little bit of curiosity on how that, that how that might play out, and, and also just I was I was happy with the line of Kerfoot, uh, Tavares, and Hyman, so I thought the timing was right to to try such a thing. Um, in terms of how it went, I don't think it went very well, but I also don't know that it's fair to judge it on a night like this. Uh, Willie really wasn't himself tonight, uh, so yeah, it's a tough night to to kind of judge such a thing. But the good news is that the Tavares line was good once again. When you say he wasn't himself tonight, is that he's sick? Or? Yeah, well, he, I, I think he's putting his way over that, but he just, I mean, he didn't do anything for, it was four days or whatever. He didn't do anything at all. And uh, Willie's a guy that loves to be on the ice and loves the routine and loves to touch the puck. And uh, I think it's going to take him a little bit to get back at it. What's the going back to have the production that he is showing guys on before getting Hard to say in terms of him not having it uh, before, but just in terms of what I know of him now, I mean, I think he just continues to be just a workhorse and a driver, and he's all around the net. Um, he's also he's been making plays and uh, uh, playing with lots of confidence with the puck as well. He's, he's been more than just a forechecker and a guy that stands at the net, but he's been doing a lot of other things on the rush and uh, putting himself in good spots and... You know, when when you work the way that he does, and you have the confidence that that he that he does, and, and as much as we're using him, uh, he's going to find a way for good things to happen. All right, the sentiments right there, some of them at least from uh, Sheldon Keefe after a victory here. Kasperi captain the OT winner, three two the final, and onwards and upwards we go. Game one of four in this week, including a back to back next weekend. We don't know the update uh, so far on Frederick Anderson. Maybe we see him on Thursday night, but we have that game here on Sportsnet five nine of the fan against uh, Tyler Sagan and the Dallas Stars, Gord Stelic. Yeah, their only visit. We'll look forward to being down there at Scotiabank Arena. And again, as we said with Chris, there's not this urgency about, you know, Freddie Anderson. So just like they're doing with Morgan Riley and that about, you know, get well and get well properly and take all the time you need, they can do that with Freddie Anderson now. So looking forward to uh, Thursday's game. And, man, you know, the game, they maybe not have been the most exciting games and maybe we've been a bit spoiled because we love the exciting games. They got some exciting players, but they've been very efficient games. And also should note as we go off the air here, uh, a medical emergency taking place right now in Anaheim between the Ducks and the Blues. A Blues player taken into the dressing room and the game is currently delayed. And there are reports that it could be veteran Jay Bomeister on the back end for St. Louis. So monitor that on social media. Again, our prayers out to uh, everything involved there. I mean, anytime something like that happens, it's just a scary, scary situation for everybody involved. Yeah. And Rich Peverly is with the Dallas yeah. stars developmental coaching staff. And, and uh, that happened to him a number of years ago. We had him on hockey central and yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And um, whatever it may be, if you want to, I don't want to mean it upside, but you're somewhere where there is top medical help available for whatever this medical episode may be. So we certainly do echo your sentiments literally at just the last couple of minutes. Uh, this thing materialized. Quick out-of-town scoreboard. Look, before we wrap up here, Tampa 2-1 in OT against Pittsburgh. Uh, the Flyers falling 5-3. That's good news for the Maple Leafs against the New York Islanders. The Panthers winning the back-to-back 5-3 in New Jersey. Buffalo wins 3-2. Um, Chicago down 4-3 right now, late in the second. Connor McDavid. How about that news today, Connor yes. McDavid? 
<laughs> My goodness, Seth Jones yesterday. I mean, Travis Hammond a couple days ago. I mean, there's some real... And Kucherov, Sorelli today leaving games. Kuznetsov yesterday. Injury is always a factor. Talk about the flu bug. It's the injury bug right now. Just reaping havoc around the NHL. Gord Stelic, excellent job. And many thanks to Sam McKee, Vic Pilati, and J.R. Manitad. Everybody behind the scenes here for making this show a massive success. And on the ice as well, a 3-2 win here for the Maple Leafs against Arizona. Phil Kessel hardly noticed him in this game, by the way. I don't understand how you pick up Hall and Kessel and play a defensive-minded game, but... Yeah, you know, and he had a good relationship with Rick Tockett in Pittsburgh, but you're right, it hasn't, you know, the the Coyotes may get where they want to be the playoffs, but uh, he's not filled the thrill. All right, join us on Thursday, Leafs and Dallas Stars, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You've been listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Take care.